0: Welcome to the Grey Wolf Podcast.
1: Here we go for episode 15 of Grey Wolf Footy. It's Fitzy here in the studio, joined down the line by mad man Matt Grace. How are you, sir?
0: Yeah, I'm thanks, Fitzy. Um, obviously still uh, abiding by our uh, COVID rules at the moment, so hopefully in a couple of weeks we'll be able to get out and about and uh, venture outside our four walls.
1: Yeah, exactly, Great. exactly right. And we're sort of making do a bit, a bit like the AFL, I guess, through these sort of difficult COVID times. And, of course, we are kicking off, I guess, a second festival of footy, aren't we? So we're sort of trying to get the episodes out at the start of each round as best we can. But, obviously, uh, round 15, again, we're lining up with episode 15. Things are starting to heat up a bit in the AFL, Gracie, aren't they?
0: Yeah, for sure. We've obviously got um, 16 to the four after this round. it's uh, another short, relatively short round. Uh, Obviously, starting uh, last night when uh, our episode comes out, and uh, finishing on uh, Friday night, fifty. So the next round starts straight away on the weekend, which is uh, obviously as a footy fan getting towards the end of the year and a bit warmer weather, it gets you a a little bit more excited uh, about how life's going at the moment. So, but um, it's starting to really heat up with um, obviously the top four and top eight and. We'll obviously get cracking into some of that very, very shortly.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's getting very close to the top of the ladder there. And even the spots sort of around 8th and ninth are getting quite tight. And it's going to be hard to see who can hang on in there. But yeah, it's probably the first time in history a round has started and ended in the same week, which is quite quite crazy to to imagine. But we've got to start off with the big news, Gracie. And uh, by the time this comes out, it'll be today. We should find out where the AFL Grand Final is going to be held this year. And it sounds like the Gabba is the favorite to win.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously for, for Queensland, it's awesome, but obviously every other state will be watching at home from the uh, the big screen. So, but uh, I think all we'll be happy about by then is just making sure we can, uh, you know, have a minimum of five or six around to have a few uh, drinks because we'll need it by then, and uh, <laughs> hopefully watch, you know, the two best teams that uh, that have been, you know, managed to cope with the compacted season and obviously relocation the best. So. It's, uh, it's exciting times ahead,
1: that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. It's a season like no other, as uh, he's mentioned a lot in the media. And uh, I think a night grand final was part of Brisbane's sort of package as well, which is going to be interesting. How do you like? How do you feel about the night grand final compared to the day? It's been a, a pretty heated argument over the last few seasons.
0: Yeah, I think um, I don't mind it. It's not a, not a bad thing. I mean, um, it's not going to affect us too much here. But um, you know, maximising, I guess, the marketing side of it. Obviously, you know, they've. Got, the AFL's lost lost a lot of money um, this season. So, you know, if you can try and re- recoup as much marketing as you can by, you know, having stuff going during the day and then obviously the game and then you can have more stuff going at night. Um, and that sort of thing. So um, yeah, definitely I don't mind It's not a not a bad option. You've got to try these things. Like you don't they don't try it. They don't know how it's gonna be uh, received in the public. And you know, if it doesn't work, well obviously next year you just go back to the day grand final. So I think if you're going to try it, you might as well try it in this year that's been like no
1: other, so yep. um, I'm up for it. Yep, no that's a great point, I think. If you're going to try, this is the year to do it, right? Like, I mean, it's already, the whole season's already sort of been um, thrown around and, I guess, tossed in the tumble dry, so why not give it a go, and, uh, and of course, there are some games this round, Gracie, as you sort of mentioned before, uh, by the time this comes out, last night's games would have been in the book. so let's have a quick, quick look over uh, the first one here being Hawthorne taking on Adelaide, and two teams that are desperate for a win, sort of goes Without saying for Adelaide, who haven't won a game yet, could this be the week, or could this be the game for them to finally nab a win?
0: Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm actually liking the Crows because you know they're bringing those youngsters, and a lot of people are saying that you know should uh, Nick be in trouble for you know so far obviously not winning a game this year, but uh, I don't um, think he's done too bad. You've know, seen some good good rookies like Yomik know, McPherson and Shoal and Schoenberg come through, and you know Will Hamill and those sort of guys well, they're the future of the Crows and yep. they're obviously in that rebuilding stage and they're going to have some um, some clear at the end of the year I'd imagine but if they're going to win a game 50 it's going to be this one I think so yep. um, see, it's going to put a lot of pressure on Alistair Crafton and Hawthorne I think um, the Hawks might actually have to go back to a to almost a full rebuild 50 and you yep. know they might have a, a three or four year period where they are down near the bottom um, you know they've tried to recruit stars in like O'Meara and Um, and that's and it's just um, like Amir is a good player but you know you need more than just him to to rejuvenate uh, rejuvenate what they had so um, yeah, I think uh, I think it'll be a close game, but I'll, I'll tip the Crows.
1: What about yourself? Yeah, look, I think I might tip the Crows as well, Gracie. It's sort of, I mean, if it's not this game, which games are going to be? Because I'm not sure how easy their schedule gets from here. But, I mean, they're also playing at home, which will play a factor in there as well. But yeah, the teams that are very vulnerable at the moment, you'd say Hawthorne will be right up there. Uh, and this is a great chance for Adelaide to get a win. And, of course, Nick has had the big job of really coming in and changing the culture around the club, which has been his big assignment. And, I mean, you know, seeing all those young guys that you've just mentioned – come in as a massive step in that direction and you know they've got a new game plan and a new style that they want to push through and you know like David McKay and a lot of these older guys will retire at the end of this year imagine and even more kids come through so it's going to be a bit of a dip uh you know for Adelaide over the next couple of seasons but at least there's something to like there but I think Hawthorne almost needs to make that tough call don't they at this point you know they've got guys like Glass and uh, and O'Brien and that running around they haven't really done anything in their entire career have they so maybe it's time yeah. for another clean out and start again at Hawthorne but I reckon I might back the Crows in and hopefully they can get up for their first win, and the, uh, the second game last night, Gracie, this could be an absolute cracking match. West Coast taking on Essendon at the Gabba. Let us see your insights on this one.
0: Yeah, look, obviously, you know, Richmond got beaten by West Coast uh, last week, and it turned out to be quite convincing, but one thing you notice is when you don't have your key forward um, at his best, or, you know, obviously with Kennedy getting that quite heavy knock in yep. the, uh, I think it was early in the second quarter, it might have even been the end of the first, but... He, um, they, like, it's it's very hard, you know. They've got Darling up there still and that, and, um, and some of the the smaller forwards, but, you know, Kennedy, you know how many times he won the Coleman, he's a, he's probably one of the best full forwards in the comp, so I don't take too much out of that. I'm not too worried about West Coast, to be honest. I think, uh, I think they'll beat the Bombers. Um, obviously, if get Heppel back, which yep. is massive, I've brought him, uh, sneakily into my draft side, so Ooh. I made mean, the waiver wire, so, um, he'll, he'll help me when, uh, The uh, the next finals coming next week, but uh, I think um, just West Coast will just have too much firepower to win that one. I think you know last week might have been against Richmond, might have been just the wake up call they needed to say, look, we're not quite at our best yet, but we're not far off.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. And it's the old cliche in football, isn't it? Like you have that loss at the right time, which you sort of chalk it down as one of those.
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and similar to what we'll we'll we won't we won't talk about long in this one because they're not playing, but. (laughs) You know, last week with them, with the Bulldogs, if they had have lost that game, it was a similar situation. It's probably not a bad loss to have to show that, you know, we're not uh, yep. we're not uh, quite there and we, we need to be a bit more consistent. So I think that's all it is from the Eagles is they just got um, shown up. Obviously, don't take it away from Richmond. They're, they've been sensational towards the back end of the year, but uh, I think West Coast is still up there as, as one of the favorites, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, that's a great call, and we did talk about it. It might have been a couple of podcasts ago about Richmond were sort of coming good at the right time. Like they've just sort of been working their way up the ladder, and they're in fourth spot, if you don't mind. But probably the big thing for them, and uh, and this has been the case most of the season, is how inaccurate teams have been kicking. I reckon I saw a stat that this is the worst kicking team, uh, kicking season in terms of uh, goals and points, or the the comparison between the two. But Richmond kicked fourteen goals four, which is unreal compared to the rest of the games this year and the eagles only nine goal seven and of course losing kennedy wouldn't have helped but you definitely say that the eagles should better to bounce back and i know essendon's kind of been up and about they they seem to be playing better than their record suggests if that makes sense they're only six and six and eleventh spot, so this is obviously a must win game for them it, it, it goes without saying but let's move on to the wednesday night game gracie and speaking of the tigers they're playing taking on the dockers who i mean have been playing they've shown us some signs um Luke Ryan's a big one. I'm not sure if he's gotten up for this game. He got injured last week. Who's the probably the barometer in their back line. Are The, the uh, Tigers going to carry on their merry way in this game, Gracie?
0: Yeah, I think I think Richmond should do this on pretty easy. Frio, um, there's a lot to like about him. You know, we saw the the surgeons of Brayshaw. and you know, as we we said, I think last week we uh, we both traded him out, and, uh, yep. and you know, we've, I mean, on, on merit when he was when we traded him out, he deserved to be traded out, but. Uh, you know, obviously with Spice going out, it's just sort of opened up a spot and he's kept that going. And oh, they've still got some stars out as well. And like Walters, only just come back. And don't forget, next year, they're going to have two of their key backmen back in the side as well. So that yep. frees up Luke Bryan even more. Um, so lots of like about him. You know, Darcy's had another year um, to develop. Um, you know, Darcy Tucker, boy, our homeboy back here in Autumn, yep, yep. he's, uh, he's sort of developed into a more midfield role as well. So he's... Uh, He'll, he'll be better off for another season under his belt as well. So but I think Richmond, you know, the way they're going at the moment, they're flying. Um they, I think from memory Shane Edwards isn't far away either. So yep, yep. they're trying to get him into that midfield somehow and uh, yeah they're just, they're just going along nicely. They haven't got too many injury concerns. Like I know Grimes hurt himself last week but they think he'll be back for the finals. So um other than that, you know, Richmond they're doing what they did last year is just sort of peaking at the right time as, as yep. you've sort of last few weeks but you know it's going to be hard to stop them, and you know being a Geelong, Geelong fan, we play them in a couple of weeks, and I kind of wish we had played them at the start of the year when they were injured. So, um, but it's going to be it's, they're, they're going to be uh, tough to beat going on the run home, I think. Yep. So. Yep.
1: That's a perfect wrap-up there, Gracie. I think I couldn't agree more, and I can't really add much to that. And it's the emergence of guys like Bolter and Shy Bolton in the midfield that have really taken them to another level. And I'm pretty sure that Shane Edwards did fly up today, so you'll expect him back in the team in a few weeks' time. And as you said there, they should make light work of the Dockers, you think, at this stage. It's a, a season of what-ifs for the pro Freo boys. But we'll move on to the Thursday games, and we've got another early start Thursday at 4.40 p.m. And speak about danger games, this one for the Demons taking on Sydney. This is pretty much do-or-die just about for the Demons, man. I mean, they're sitting there in eighth spot at the moment, but there's a few teams that are right on the uh, on their tail at the moment.
0: Yeah, and obviously we saw they got up just last week over the Saints, and, um, you know, we've both said that um, the Saints have, have sort of just picked on the lower teams this year. Um, so Melbourne obviously getting gone back was huge last week. That, that yep. probably wouldn't have been nearly the difference. Um, but, yeah, I, I just don't know. They haven't convinced me yet. I don't know if they've convinced you much, but, you know, Sydney – Sydney have been a team that they'll come up against the side like a Melbourne. They did it against GWS and they beat them comfortably. Yep. Like I was surprised if um, if I would force up there, at, at Sydney's got a few tricks up his sleeve and somehow manages to pull out an upset win. And um, <laughs> yep. to be honest, you know, Melbourne, if they want to make finals, they've got to win every game to go from here. I know they've got a game in hand, but um, still, you've, you've got to you can't be losing games like this. You know, the team at third bottom, um, struggling with injuries. You know, I know they got JPK back. Um, Last week as well But uh, Yeah I'd be uh, I'd be very worried If I was a Melbourne supporter But this is a must win
1: Yeah yep no it goes without saying as I said before really for Melbourne but it's a good point that you make and I'm pretty sure that St Kilda is the only team they've beaten that's actually above them on the ladder in terms of who's the sort of top seven at this point they only got it done by three points mind you but it's a very good point about the Sydney Swans they did knock off the Giants there a few weeks ago when we weren't expecting it you know what's going to be very interesting is how Petraka and Oliver and Viney handle JPK and Luke Parker you know two of the most hard nosed midfielders of the last 10 years in the AFL I actually wouldn't be surprised if Sydney knocks them off and I know we Talk a little bit of rubbish about Melbourne, because they seem to get up and about when they're beating teams at the bottom of the ladder. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Sydney get up in this one. It could be an be interesting contest, and you know, having a few key outs doesn't help the Swans. Of course, it's sort of been their problem all year, but I'm not back, Sydney, in this one, Gracie. Yeah,
0: look, I, I don't blame you, Fitzie. I'm, I'm back in Melbourne, just the max gone factor is big for me. Sydney really struggling with their rough. Obviously, you know, Naismith went down and that, but um, yep. I, I'm, I'm really... Uh, Really, all all back. I think Melbourne, will, Melbourne they've got to win, so I'll, I'll tip the D's on this one, but. I like it, keep
1: with Sydney. Yeah, I'm um, very interested. Interesting JPK and Supercoach too, man. He's about 415 I think if you're looking for a midfielder, nice and cheap this week. But speaking of must-win games, and here's a team that almost threw their finals chances out the window last week with Carlton taking on GWS and yet another must-win game for these guys. As we've seen that the, the top eight's a bit of a logjam at the moment. Melbourne and probably St. Kilda's positions are sort of the ones that are up for grabs at this point. Is there any chance that Carlton could still make the finals from here, Gracie, or do you think they've sort Done their dash with the loss last week.
0: Oh, that was that was shattering, 50. I mean, uh, you, I know you live with a uh, Collingwood, or you're engaged to a Collingwood supporter, marrying <laughs> into a Collingwood family. Um, but uh, I was hoping that Carlton would get up last week, and um, yeah, they just they blew it. You know, the first half they're all over them, and then obviously, you know you give credit to Collingwood. They yep. sort of called them back, and um, there's a big missed opportunity for for uh, Carlton. They they could have been in the eighth, and um, and they could have well and truly been setting themselves up for a finals berth. So um, I, I just don't think GWS will lose this one, in my opinion. You know, they played quite well against uh, Frio last week. Convincing win. Um, I just, you know, Cameron played well. Green played well. Um, obviously, Josh Kelly got the knee in a head, so, so we don't yeah. know if he's going to play or not yet. Um, he'll obviously be a, a late call, but uh, um, obviously not, you know. With fire rounds and stuff, there's no actual fixtures this week, so it's not too bad, Supercoast wise. Yep, but yep. Uh, yeah, GWS should win this one. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, Carlton probably
1: blew their chance last week. So. Yeah, I feel I, I just have a feeling that Carlton's the team that they needed that momentum. If you get me, like they needed to win last week to keep the train rolling, so to speak. So I would I would not be surprised whatsoever if GWS come out and smash them by ten goals. To be quite honest, I reckon. Being a, you know, seeing a lot of Carlton supporters on Twitter, G's are up and about for a week, weren't they? They were just up and <laughs> up and keen about finals, and Fev was going crazy and, and whatnot. But I really think that that you know, there's a big puncture in their tyre right. now now in terms of rolling into finals. I think the GWS will will roll on their merry way, so to speak, as well. But, uh, yeah, Josh Kelly, they've already said he's going to be out this week. Um, he's a very tough one because we know he's quite injury prone, and we know the Giants love to rest, and particularly him, it seems. Is it, I reckon there's a chance he could miss two weeks. Gracie?
0: Could be. Uh, I mean, they do play Adelaide the week after, so if you are going to do it, it would be that one. Mm. Um, you know, yeah, I'll wait and see. As you said, you know, you've got options. If you want to risk it, you can always drop down to JPK and you're going to make yourself a couple hundred grand. Uh, obviously, Gas still only around the 500.
2: Yep.
0: Yep. He's been scoring quite well over the last sort of three to four games. Um, so just keep an eye out on, uh, on Kelly, obviously. I don't know if you... The issue with resting your stars is if he misses two weeks, that's two weeks of, you know, match conditioning that he's lost in a yep. season that you know they haven't been able to do as much training as they Probably would have. Um, so, it, it's, a, it's a tough call for the Giants. Like, so it'd be nice to give him an extra week and, you know, refresh. But it's a tough one. You don't... Do you want him to um, have that extra week? Or do you want him to be, you know, really match condition and have that, uh, I guess, yep. you know, game time under his belt? So... Um, but definitely one to keep
1: an eye on. So. Yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? And they don't play until the uh, 9th of September, I believe it was. I just had a quick look at the draw there. So they've got a little bit of time before the next game, and our fingers crossed that he, that he plays. And we'll talk about his super coach in a minute because it is an interesting round, of course. We don't have any league games and there's all the buys. But let's quickly wrap up the last game, Grace. and We're finishing the round on a Friday, which is a strange thing, a strange predicament we're in. But Brisbane are taking on uh, Collingwood, and as you pointed out to the listeners, I am marrying into a Collingwood family, or maybe she's marrying into a North Melbourne family. Anyway, that's beside the the point, but this is going to be, I reckon this is going to be a really cracking game. You know, Collingwood is still missing some key personnel, but I reckon the Lions, they, they might be a bit vulnerable. I mean, you saw them last year, like they started to really lose some momentum at the end of the season, didn't they? Then they went out in straight sets in the finals. Do you think that, yeah. do you think this one plays into their favor a bit more with Collingwood still missing a number of their stars? Um, yeah, it does,
0: it does, but I think the week off will help Brisbane. Um, obviously, you know, they're not going to have to travel too much after. Yep. Uh, last year, they did. They obviously got the home final last year, but they still had to do a bit of travelling, and um, I think that the big thing in his 50 is Seth Martin. They need Seth Martin back Um, As much as McInerney's improved so much in a rough role this year, it's very, very hard for him to come up against a guy like, and we'll see it this weekend against Grundy. Grundy's going to have much time. Um, You know, if Gorn Gorn makes it, Gorn's probably going to um, be similar. He's probably got a bit more body strength than, uh, than Oscar McInerney and you know, it, it, it's just hard. Like, he probably doesn't have the, I guess, the engine just yet, because he's yep. still obviously just. So, um, I would, uh, I'd say the, the week off would have helped, especially the, the midfield guys and, um, and that and a few guys are carrying injuries. But, uh, I, I just, I don't know, if, it's, if Collingwood just haven't impressed me much. I know they're missing stars, but, and I've probably been a bit harsh on Collingwood this year, but, um, you know, they're, they're a team that usually deals well with injuries. And I did see that um, Trelaw and Dagoe might be back in the next, uh, not, not for this game, but yep. quite possibly for the next game. So um, definitely uh, keep an eye on the Pies. They, they could be a, a very quiet, sleeper, 50, that game against Carlton. If they lost that, I think they would have been in all sorts of trouble, to be honest. So yep. um, yeah, I think that was an important win. And I think they'll still make finals. And then just a matter of who they get back, now, if they can get Jeremy Howe back, that would be huge. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting one coming up with the uh the pies. So I think the, the lines will get this one.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting point with Collingwood and you're spot on. If they're going to make any sort of dent in, I guess we say, October action this year, they're going to need to get all those players back Trillard, to go in. All those names you've already mentioned are going to make a huge impact. And, you know, it's hard because, you know, the thing with Brisbane, you've just mentioned, you've mentioned Steph Martin, and this is the insights that, that madman Matt Graves has got. He definitely is the key. You know, the last couple of seasons, he hasn't been as prolific as he was maybe four or five years ago, but you're right. He's a big body. He gets around the ground amazingly for a big man. And he really gives them that toughness in the ruck, as you say. And and Oscar McInerney's had a great season, but he's definitely not a number one Ruckman. Uh, And according to the AFL injury list here, he's resumed training and hoping he'll be back by the end of the home and away season. And you're spot on, man. If if they're going to actually improve on what they did last year in the finals, Brisbane, they need that man back. You know, they're lucky to have a very good midfield, which I think kind of counteracts an inexperienced Ruckman, but they need his experience. They need his big body and they need him back playing again to really go deep into September. And this can be a bit of a danger game for Brisbane because if they lose and West Coast and Richmond both have a win, they're out of the top four, and you know I think they need that double chance. I think with a young inexperienced team, they really need that double chance to, to go far into September or, or October. So this could be a real danger game for the Brisbane Lions, but they have been very impressive this season. So the top four is sort of still up for grabs, isn't it?
0: Oh, for sure, for sure. But um, you know Brisbane, they've got to win this one. I think they will. Um, I just think Collingwood, you know, they're they're really fighting with the the, the soldiers they got out there at the moment, and um, yep. they're going to. Attack. Like um, so to go in for going to be massive ins, and then if Howe gets up, like, I'll, I'll be surprised if Howe plays again this year. Um, but if he got up, that's huge. That, yeah. that puts them in the, the Richmond West Coast sort of Geelong Premiership favourite um, category, I think, even though they've had an up and down year. Um, you know, they get that cattle back, that's, that's massive.
2: Yeah,
1: so. agreed. And you look, you'd almost take Howe at 80%, wouldn't you? The way that he plays and as long as he can mark the footy, like I'm sure they can cover his, his man in, in defence. So you'd almost be taking him just at 80%, wouldn't you? It's, it's, it's a
0: tough one. I suppose it's, you know, how, how risky is it? You know, how match fit is he? Like I'm sure he's probably been doing a mountain of uh, work as much as he can and, and rehabbing and, yep. um, you know, a lot of the best facilities up there. And getting him under, under control. He's probably doing a lot of, you know, that zero, the zero altitude uh, training yep. they can do with the, on the treadmills and stuff, so uh, he's probably been doing a lot of that. Um, so, keep an eye out, but I, you know, I'd be surprised if he gets back, but if he gets back, that's that big for Collingwood, so yep. that sort of just pushes him past. um Some of those other teams, like your Melvins and your St. Kilders and, yep. you know, sort of make it and stuff like that, yep. so uh, it's a big, big few weeks ahead for the prize they've got to They've got, to make these, they've got to win these games, but
1: I just think Brisbane will be too strong. Yeah, that's a very good point. And probably the one thing Collingwood hasn't done this year is really beat someone convincingly. I think that's what they need to be doing. And Jeremy Howe's probably fast become their their most important player, hasn't he, in the three or four games he's played this year. You can see how much they need him. But just to round things off here for round 15, Gracie, the Suns, North, Port, Doggies, Geelong, and St. Kilda all have the bias. So I'm pretty happy because at least North Melbourne won't lose this week. So that's all good. But let's switch gears <laughs> uh, just slightly to Supercoach. And, of course, uh, you know, hopefully everyone had a good win last week in your league games. And of course there's no league this week. So keep that in mind when you're planning trades. I think if you probably like I've got four trades left, I've still got one more forward to bring in. I think if you've got any less than probably six trades, you're more than likely to hold this week, Gracie, unless you're in the top, say a couple of thousand and you're still going for that overall, but you'd really need to be in the top probably 100 by now. If, uh, if I'm reading that correctly. Oh, hundred
0: percent. Like I'm the same. I have four trades left with one. One upgrade to do myself, so um, you know I could have bought in. Um, so I think guys, uh, it's Thomas Dale from Richmond's meant to be, or possibly getting a, yep. getting a game. So um, you know, there's a look of a downgrade there. But I just haven't got the guys haven't sort of maximized. You know, I got Sam Draper there, who I would have loved it if he played last week. He probably would have gone up another 50 grand. I probably would have traded him out. But um, you know, there's just a couple of guys there that another week. You know, there's no games. Another week, get that extra 50k. Um, will help, you know, make a massive difference for that last upgrade, so, um, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting one, you know, unfortunately, 50, we've got to talk about it, um, I in, in the Grey Wolf League, but, uh, that Boners actually <laughs> beat me last week, so I unfortunately uh, made a, a, a oh, I was a bit unlucky with my captain choice, I went to Martin with the uh, the VC, and he didn't do quite well, and then I went with Cray, and he had a good first quarter when the Bulldogs were up and about, but yep. he didn't seem too much after that, so. My captain hurt me, and uh, and then it was all over from there, really. So good luck to Boners uh, going forward. I've been relegated because I finished fifth, so I've been uh, knocked <laughs> out of uh, the finals. So, um, but yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully, uh, there's some good games in our uh, in our grey wolf league to finish finish the year. But uh, I'm all about the caps now, fifty. So. Yeah, no, good call. And the draft league, I'm still in the draft. So. Yeah, no, that's I've fair
1: enough. That's I think I'm like I think I ended up like second last in the draft league. I just sort of forgot about it there for a little while, but um, yeah. Of course, our buddy Jono beat me, and he had to remind me about that one. So now I'm taking on Boners next week, sure, man. Yeah. So I'm going to go out there and fly the flag for you. I'm going to try and take him on. So uh, it's going to be an interesting couple of matchups because uh, Tyler Neville he's had a ripping season. He also got through, and uh, so we've got Arthur playing we Sean. In might the have to other... get
0: a starter on the Tyler Neville, I think because yeah. some of the scores he's pulled out this year are just <laughs> beyond ridiculous. So I think I might we might get his boss Benny Sawyer onto onto the starter case for us on that one, I think. So, Maybe questionable you
1: know. uh use of work hours, do you think, Gracie? I
0: think I think so. I think but nah, he's had a good year. Very nah, good year. That's
1: very fair. And then look, you, you make a good point about downgrades and you've got young Dow uh, for Richmond. And look, if you're downgrading this week, he's probably really your only option unless you want to pay up for someone else. But we're really at a stage now, and, and this is a tactic we've used in the past, where you really, you, know, you just need 102K bench guys. If you're trading a guy and you're not going to trade out, I'd just be grabbing a 102K guy. And I'm pretty sure, uh, say Corey Lyons, for example, from Brisbane Lions. funnily enough, uh, he's a midfielder. But Brisbane have basically the last... Uh, the last game of the round, I think they might be playing Sunday. Um, not in round 18. We're finished by then, aren't we? Or are we? Are we going into round 18, Gracie? I can't even remember now. Uh, no, it's not round 18. 17? I think it's around 17 because Brisbane play in basically the last day on round 16 and round 17. So if you're looking for a guy that you can just use to loophole, the Corey Lyons is a perfect example. So at this stage, just take a look at what you need to finish your team. And if you need to make a bit extra money, go one of those 102K guys and just let them sit and rot on the bench because that's all you need at this point. But what, what player or what position are you still looking for, Gracie? What's your next upgrade? Um, Mine will be a midfielder.
0: So I've got Greenwood currently in the in the midfield. So he'll yep. switch for. Um, once I'm ready to upgrade there, and then uh, and then upgrade and get that final midfield spot. So I've still I've still got Houston in the uh, in the back line. Um, so you know, depending on what happens, if if I um, I think I'm still in, I finished top four in our uh, in our FG Premier League. League. Yep. Um, so I got an extra. I think I lost in that one too, but I got an extra chance in that one. So I'll, uh, if I've got the luxury trade to do it, I'm going to go all out. I don't I don't want to be left with one trade and get knocked out. Like, what's the point? So, yep. I'll, um, if I can do it, I'll do a luxury trade and, you know, see if I can go Houston to a, to a Lloyd or something like that to, to, you know, get that extra 40 or 50 points that could get me over the line. So, and then uh, God help me if I have an injury the
1: following week. <laughs> yeah, I think it, look, it's, that's the season in a nutshell, right? Just throw caution to the wind. We actually said that in the very first podcast, and I think it applies even more now. Just still, you need to get 22 premiums onto the field. And look, I wouldn't even be that worried about holding on to Houston Gracie. I mean, I'm not sure who, Port Adelaide got round, uh, sorry, in round 16, Port Adelaide got North Melbourne, uh, then they've, got Essendon and I mean that's not too bad to finish off the season so do the best you can because I have a feeling you're going to need that one trade for an injury I just feel like we uh, we haven't seen the end of all this carnage because that's sort of been the season that it is but yeah it's going to be interesting to finish it off but you know like we said on one of the earlier podcasts I mean hats off to Tim Mitchell and all the guys at Herald Sun for sort of making the season interesting when it wasn't really there a few months ago like we were really struggling and it's funny you mentioned back there when you know uh, we all traded out Andrew Brayshaw and you know keep in mind we had like a Two month break between round one and round two, plus we got those yep. five extra trades. And I reckon I said it a couple of weeks ago. I reckon if we didn't have those extra five trades, we probably would have kept him. So we can maybe we yep. can just blame that. You know, we'll just pull something out of the air. But uh, yeah, there's a few lessons to to be learnt this year, Grace And I thought maybe just for something we can end the podcast on. What's a good lesson you've learnt for your super coach team? You'll take into next year.
0: Um, probably for me, the big one's been, um, I guess, not starting with like some of the the mid prices is probably the big one that I, I yep. started with. I haven't done it too much previously, but, you know, there was a bit of value there in a guy like a Brayshaw and a Houston, um, whereas I could have, you know, dropped down to a, another rookie and probably upgraded one of them to a premium, so um, just things like that. Obviously, I got got stuck with, I traded, I uh, started with Source Jacobs, went to Naismith. Naismith got injured, so I've had a mm. bit of, bit of uh, not good luck, you'd say, so... Um, and then obviously I traded five out and he was back within a couple of weeks and I brought him back in again so you know there's a there's a couple of ways to trade there so um, it's uh, yeah a few things to learn from but you know it's been a, a different season and you sort of just had to do things to, to yep. keep winning you know I finished very like I think apart from the Grey Wolf League I finished top four in all all the leagues that I was in so you know I had a pretty good year in that department but yeah just a few things to take away and uh i guess uh practice over the preseason, as you'd say and yep uh we'll get back into it come uh come uh, february i think it opens is it february yeah, March, usually
1: something? usually in a July, january they open the team picker from memory so we won't, we won't have to wait too long which is the benefit
0: yeah no i'm looking uh looking forward to it and we'll uh we'll uh in the meantime we've obviously got our nfl and uh Obviously, got me soccer, so we got plenty
1: to keep company. <laughs> we live in a fantasy world, which is probably the uh, the upshot of all of this, is what we're saying. But yeah, can't wait for the NFL to start. I think I started researching yeah. that about three three months ago when my overall ranking dropped. So that's <laughs> going to be a bit of fun. But Gracie, thanks once again for joining me. It's been a great episode, plenty of insights as always. You can catch all of our episodes and everything else that we do at Greywolf and uh And and thanks again, man. And you know, Geelong aren't playing this week, so I guess you can have a free weekend to do whatever you want. Oh, I suppose it's not even the weekend, is it? I'm all over the place.
0: It's, it'll be the way... I think we play Sunday against the Bombers, so it's the old... Uh, I put a bet on with my brother-in-law, so Ooh. he uh, had Essendon support us, so we'll see uh, See how we go. Jeez. We wish... Essendon, I'm, I'm nervous. Yeah. Especially with Joe, Joe Dunahoe back, so...
1: <laughs> Tell you what, that could be an interesting game, actually, man. It, 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 yeah. Bombers have been a bit of a bogey team of Geelong over recent years.
0: Yeah, they have. The last two or three games I've been to, Essendon have beaten it, so... Bucky, I can't go to this game, so
1: maybe we'll win. (laughs) That's it, man. And I'm going to sleep really easy this week, knowing that North Melbourne don't play until the weekend. So uh, until next time, guys, we'll see you soon. See ya. This has been another presentation from the Grey Wolf Entertainment Network. Greywolfentertainment.net.